0: Hello, and welcome to the Motley Baca. I'm Evan, and if I were to grab one snack item from the grocery store chip aisle, I would grab sourdough nibblers.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, my name is Ian Mitchell. If I were to grab one item out of the snack aisle in the chip section, um, you know, it might be... Well, it'd be a bag of chips, and I don't know what flavor. I'm kind of... I always go between any of, like, the the cheeses or the... Um, the what is it? The sour cream and onion ones are pretty good. Maybe sour cream and onion lays.
2: Yeah, but but like what so lays? The potato chips? Yeah, yeah. Not going with any of the others other kinds? No. no
1: like, do you want ridges? Ooh, ruffles with ridges are pretty good. That uh, cheddar and sour cream one also quite quite exquisite. The Oh the wait, no. Cool ranch Doritos. That's my answer. Found it. Wow. Final answer. Locking in.
2: Wow. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Uh hey, this is uh this is Stefan with the Motley Baca. Uh, I think the chip I would get is the Frito.
1: Boring. Humble.
2: Uh, hey, it's hard to go wrong with a bag of Fritos. Uh,
1: you are incredibly wrong with a bag of
2: Fritos. Well, he- here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about all these different kinds of flavors, right? Like I think flavors can, can get overkill. I do like me a sour cream and onion every now and then, but for every sour cream and onion, there's like, like uh tomato basil soup chips
1: the next time someone yells at me for being boring for liking vanilla ice cream i'm going to point them to this podcast now here's the, thi- <laughs> <like> the <laughs> thing about fritos right they are iconic too yeah
2: because because like you think of lays right but the company isn't lay frito it's frito lay the frito has precedence here. also like y- the
0: worst thing you open a bag of chips and it's just like oily you never get that with fritos
2: it's just salt exactly hey if i'm not buying a chip to be healthy
1: well, that's why I'll go for the Cool Ranch Doritos.
2: Fair enough. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, we have a bag of Fritos literally over there if you want some. Uh, I podcast. can think of nothing less. <laughs> nothing less advertising? Yeah. They're free. That's true. Just like how you stole some of my candy earlier today. I said trick or treat. It's November 12th. I said trick or treat. We are we are <laughs> it's a le- fortnight past <laughs> <laughs> trick or treating time. Well, I play you can't Apex say trick Legends, so, you know. Are they still doing a Halloween event for, uh, for that? I don't know. I haven't played that game in like years. I haven't played that game in in like two years or something. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, the I play w- Rabbids now. That's that's my Billy? game of choice. Yeah, the the Mario game. Uh, well, I tried to play it, and then Mimi took it over. So now Good. she plays Rapids, and I watch her play Rapids because she likes it.
0: The new one that just came out. Uh,
1: we haven't quite got there yet. We're still going through the first one, okay. uh, Kingdom Battles, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I started
0: that and. Then I, want to get back to it but yeah
1: it's a it's a fun one i mean it looks fun and i have fun watching her play it uh it's entertaining L-
0: love it, a tactics game yeah
1: yeah it, it is a tactical rpg
2: right yeah yeah, yeah. see like mario with works, the guns yeah okay i think there's a little bit too much for me to be willing to suspend my belief to play mario and rabbits i hear great things about it right i've heard ian you you've lauded its its, its gameplay and, and its aesthetic but the thing is that like A, something about Mario doesn't work for me when it comes to tactics. Like, Mario as a gameplay and as a genre, like, feels very lighthearted. And to go from that to, like, to me, tactics is like, oh, you better min-max your movement and max your probabilities and stuff. Like, that that feels inconsistent. Mario does do that, though, in Mario Party. There's just so much RNG in Mario Party,
1: though. (laughs) You don't spend hours practicing every track in Mario Kart?
2: Not like after the game comes out. That's like probably why you lose. I will beat you in a one v one on Mario. Absolutely Kart. will not. Any day of the week. <laughs> any any day I mean of the now week. Now we're gonna have to go into uh, video blogs. Wow. Just like side content.
1: Yeah. Immediately right after episode one, And we're gonna see who goes uh, and who, who I wins do have the, the tractor tracks.
2: card for for the oh for HDMI <S laughs> stuff.
1: I do too, actually. Wow. I got one the other day.
2: Nice. Which one?
1: Um, it's just one of the basic Elgato ones. It, it was yeah. strictly
2: for, uh, yeah, doing switch through my PC for, for Discord. Yep. Um, anyway, back to, back to Mario. Uh, so like the tactical gameplay is, is something that I struggle with. The other thing is that like Mario with a gun, like I, I, I can't, I, I do not subscribe to Mario with a gun. It's ideology. like, uh,
1: Samus Aaron's gun though. Yeah. It's
2: like, you it's know, a, it's, it's Nintendo. It's an arm gun. Yeah. It just, it just feels so out of like I guess... It's not as out of place as some other things Mario has done but I don't
1: Yeah. know. Um, I, I love stuff. the other thing I'll say is the rapids they they work. Like uh, they they, work. they they fit and they they set the tone very very well. I was a little worried about it. I was like is this going to be too much minion-y content? Cause like I didn't really play the original games they are based off of, but mm. it's a little like at first you're watching it, you're like okay, this is kind of dumb, a little bit like minions and then you uh, you're kind of like I don't know if what the way to describe it is but it's like i was kind of like looking down on the humor initially i was like oh i'm better than this like this isn't that funny uh and then after like a minute of it i was like okay this is actually the best thing ever this yeah, is like y- you kind of like let yourself enjoy it and then like the tone really meshes well with mario and they like mm. they, they fit it into the mario uh like kind of slapstick kind of world very well in a way that's like not making fun of it but like Amplifying it and and making jokes that that
0: works in that setting. So here's the thing that really bugged me about that though is, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't jump in this Mario game, right? Um, I
1: don't believe. And so. what happens? Oh no, no you can't. It, it's can. a, it, What I remember so like happening a is a jump.
0: tactical RPG style, the, the fire emblem mo- carrying a movement swapping space rhythm thing. But in this game, it's you throw the unit. To another space. Yeah, you kind of like jump off of them and do like a. But and like that's you don't how you get a unit like up a cliff.
2: Flip off of them.
0: No, the the one unit moves to another unit, picks it up, and throws it.
2: Oh, what?
0: That's how you get a unit up a hill, up a cliff, or something. Interesting. But there's no like singular jump without like two units
2: collaborating, kind of. Yeah, I
0: think. Yeah, I, I believe that's true. Hmm. Which is weird, like a Mario game without a jump.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jump Man has been reduced to man. That's not. That's not cool.
0: Yeah. What a shame!
2: Yeah. Well, if you're enjoying it, then it means either the game is actually good, or the game is real trash.
1: That's true. There's uh, almost no in between. I mean, the review said it was good, so I think it comes out on that side. Sure, the for the sure.
2: larger community has said they enjoyed the game,
1: and it did well enough to get a sequel.
2: Nice. I've uh, the I've actually like started to pick up the the Pokemon remakes again. Oh no! The the Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. If only because I want to beat them before Scarlet and Violet come out.
1: I haven't played a Pokemon game since, like, the remakes of um, Sapphire and Ruby. Um,
2: Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Yeah,
1: I just just stopped enjoying them, and they were just too repetitive. Like, I've heard some of the later ones are mixing it up a little bit, but I kind of want to wait until they get a little more differentiated and a little better, because, like, I've seen some of the, the screenshots of, like, just you know, the, the little little problems in the the engine. So I'm, I'm waiting a little bit longer. I'm, I'm hopeful this next one will be uh, maybe when I pick up, but I'm not sure yet. Have you
2: played uh, Legends Arceus? No, I didn't, which I heard was pretty good, but... um, It's... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so Legends Arceus, I think, is has a lot of really good ideas for it. The execution of the ideas is lackluster. Th-
0: that's what I heard, I, yeah. Right, I cannot get over how bad like navigating your quest screen is and having multiple quests that you're mm. trying to advance goals at the same time it's a useless quest screen I, I think if you impossible. are
2: trying to 100 percent the game when it comes to quests then yeah i would agree with that but um like the the gameplay loop of of catching pokemon and stuff is is like really fun oh yeah um the the battle system I, I kind of like how the focus of the game is no longer the battle system. And it, it's just like exploring the world and, and finding the Pokemon. To catch. That,
0: that that definitely appealed to me. Yeah. Um, and and i hopeful
2: we see some of that in the new game.
0: Getting a Dark Souls dodge roll in a Pokemon oh game. Lord. Oh, yeah. Boss fights is, is incredible.
2: The boss fights themselves are kind of whatever. But just like that being a Pokemon experience is, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is kind of amazing. The um, It's the only Pokemon game where I've ever uh, completed the Pokedex. Really? Yeah.
1: I came one Pokemon away. I think it was Ivysaur. Maybe it was Charmeleon in uh,
2: blue, actually. Like actually c- catching them all or seeing them all?
1: Uh, catching them all. I okay. was just one, and all my friends had beaten it by that point, so I couldn't uh-huh. trade to get it. But that was the one I didn't have. I even had a Mew. Wow. I but know. Back when I was in Ivysaur. grade school. Did you trade for it did you do the, uh, do the glitch for it? I traded. I didn't do any glitches back then. I didn't know about them when I was that young. Might have traded for a glitch one, though. Uh, oh. I mean, for
0: a Mew, I would have had
1: to, I yeah. think, right? Uh,
0: I think maybe. Did the Japanese version get it in an event?
1: I didn't know anyone. from. Oh, no, I did know someone from
0: Japan back then, so maybe I did
2: get a Japanese. Because Japan know.
0: got Celebi in the second one,
2: second right. set. I only got into Pokemon in Gen 3, so the Gen 1 predates me. The Gen 1 lore. I, yeah. I
0: had a really good time in Gen 1, just completely uh, letting the game run wild with glitches and watching it corrupt itself as you know various pointers walked
2: into memory they shouldn't have it was so good have you seen my the the, uh, the, sp- the speed run for pokemon blue no not the new one not so, the set um the one i'm thinking of might be pretty old but basically the idea is that you can do like menu overflow and stuff and beat the game in like 3 minutes like nice. right? like wrong warping from the from your my bedroom.
1: my claim to fame and fame is in air quotes for uh, the original uh, generation was that I did not know how to leave uh, the second town uh, for the longest time until someone in an airplane showed me how. So my Pokemon were like level thirty-five, level forty by the time I hit the third gym. Wait, wait, wait. And I also did not know how to exchange Pokemon. Uh, this was like first grade, so I wasn't the smartest kid. Uh, but I didn't know how to like change Pokemon in the box because I just missed that whole tutorial. So I beat the entire game with my first six, six Pokemon, which was like Farfetch'd, Butterfree, Blastoise. Um, But because of that, my EVs were so strong that my friends like who had um, Game Sharks or whatever like were hacking Pokemon, and I'd obliterate them. (laughs) And they were like, why are you beating me? I have six level 100s. You have two. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like my Mewtwo. I had figured out how to... I finally figured it
2: out for that, so I got a level 100 Mewtwo too. And I was just like, I got two level 100s. By second town, do you mean like actual second town or like second gym? Second gym. Okay, because I was about to say, if you were level 35 exiting Viridian City... Yeah. That would have been something else. That would have been
0: something. No, I got through. Um, yeah, and the one with the old man who yeah, needs the, coffee. The old man. Yeah. Who, no, uh, he needs his morning coffee to get to wake up, get out of the way, right? Because he feels like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I think there's definitely an old maybe that Pokemon I fer- I forget, yellow. I forget the lore behind why the old man stops you. I remember Fire Red and Leaf Green. He gives you the Teachy TV, where <laughs> yeah, you can, I think you I think watch it changed tutorials. I think it changed between red, blue, and yellow. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh we should talk about what this podcast is. Yeah, I, I have say, no idea. Should,
1: uh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's been like 11 12 minutes. Uh we apologize for for not really explaining what this content is. Um to be fair, we don't really have a great idea either.
1: So so actually that was kind of what one of my early topics was is ah. uh we should tell everyone about like our, kind of our history and uh fan subbing because I think there's a direct link from fan subbing to this.
2: Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. So
1: what I was going to say is that um this crew goes back several years, uh, and we've gotten into some incredible schemes. Some um,
2: very incredulous schemes. Yeah.
1: So it all started... Uh, well, I mean, we did a lot of shit posting on uh, IRC, on Twitter, and all that. Um, but we got together for conventions, anime conventions specifically. Um, and one year, uh, I believe it was 2016 SakuraCon, uh, we were at the end of the convention, we were all kind of just sitting around in a circle in one of the mezzanines. And um, we were talking about, like, you know, SakuraCon was really fun this year, except we only went for two hours. uh, And we spent a lot of money on tickets. So, you know, like, maybe we should think about different ways of getting in. Um, And, you know, we did a lot of uh, talking about anime and the scene on Twitter. And we're like, what if we just, like, took this content and made it into a website? and uh tried to get in his press and i got on my phone i was like well what are we going to call ourselves like who, who's going to make a blog um and a lot of the members there were former fansubbers so i went online and i was like oh, i wonder if fansubbing.com is taken i'm sure it is and it turns out it wasn't
2: uh, miraculously it wasn't
1: so uh right then and there i ordered the domain on my phone um told everyone about it it's like i just registered fansubbing.com and you could see the sparks light up in everyone's eyes and we went out to dinner that night and brainstorm topics uh to write about and put on this blog and not all of them st- like we had some great ideas and not all of them have been uh actually done but we did do um a few that mm-hmm. were quite popular uh we've had some some great stories uh and the g- core group has definitely done some uh very wild things and that was uh, also the year i believe that we flew miles up
2: was it that year or the year after
1: i'm pretty sure it was that year yeah uh, because that was one of our first yeah. articles was, um, miles, uh,
2: going the extra miles, going the
1: extra miles. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So, um, yeah, when I say we've done some incredible schemes, we were, uh, before during the convention here, we were trying to talk to Crunchyroll's I don't know was his, posi- his position back then. It was, um, it was something related to brand, uh, but very visible figure, uh, PR person on Twitter, uh, commonly referred to as miles Crunchyroll. Um and uh, he announced that he was not going to be coming up this year for uh, SakuraCon because Crunchyroll wasn't sending him, and everyone was very bummed about it. So we were sitting um at our um, – it was my condo, I guess. We were there late one night. We were playing board games and stuff, and we saw the announcement on Twitter. He wasn't flying up. And we're like, oh, that's bullshit. We want to hang out with them.
0: I I
2: think the story's a little bit different. Is it? what what, what? So what I remember is that I – this was back when I – uh was bigger into magic right and what i remember is that i had a cube that i had brought with me since i didn't live in seattle at the time so yeah enemy, you, that's enemy right enemy that's right held in seattle uh, over easter weekend um and you know we at the time i lived in san francisco so the i i had to bring the cube with me and the idea was that we also had a, a core group of people that were playing magic And so, oh, we can host an event using my cube. The thing is, is that in order for a cube event or, like, one of these events to run really well, you need to have, like, a certain threshold of people. Ideally, you also have an even number of people, too, right? Because Magic is a game you play 1v1, so the idea is that you do a draft in the cube, and then you can split off into 1v1 pairings, right? um and what i remember is that we were like short a couple of people
1: yeah we were i think we were um, at like at five people and, or and we we were gonna ask miles if he wanted to play but that's when we saw the announcement he wasn't yes. coming up
2: or he told us he wasn't coming up right and uh yeah yeah we, we we were just saying hey do we have anyone in our network uh that plays magic that's also at a con that is you know wants to you know spend a couple hours on saturday or whatever day it was to to, to go draft uh, and that's when we saw that Miles wasn't coming. But this is a problem that can be solved. With money. With money and really dumb ideas. We had a large group
1: of friends. Uh, and it turns out plane tickets, when split multiple ways,
2: come down in price a lot for each individual person. It is true. Um, And so <laughs> it was really funny where it's like we basically said, what would it take to get miles to come up here with the primary purpose or at least initially the primary purpose of being ahead at this magic cube draft, yep, and miraculously enough, miles's schedule also allowed for him to hypothetically take a weekend last minute weekend
1: trip well, a Saturday trip because he had to be back for Sunday because it was his grandmother's birthday that uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> um so- I think
0: this was originally why he wasn't planning on coming well that
1: and crunchyroll wasn't sponsoring it and he's like well if they're not like he didn't want to have to pay to kind of come up and come back quickly but um i think he said if it was a full weekend he would have but because it was a shorter
2: weekend he didn't want to spend that much money right um anyway basically at at that condo in the span of like 30 minutes or something like that we were like hey what if we actually got him a plane ticket
1: and I think I just DM'd him and like yeah. we were joking about it and I DM'd him. I'm like, if I did this, like, would you actually come? And he's like, no, calf, like, there's no way you're going to like. Th- yeah. And I was like, no, we're we will literally buy one right now. Uh-huh. And he's like, if you did that, I would come. And I told everyone and it went quickly from a joke that we had been like kind of just joshing each other over to like, oh, let's look at prices. Let's actually like let, let's do this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, it ended up being that uh, we flew miles up for Sakura
2: that year. And he did, in fact, participate in uh, in the Magic Draft. Didn't he
1: win it? He might have. I think he. I think I came in second place to him with my uh, blue white control deck. Because I know I lost it by one game, and I'm pretty sure I lost to Miles in a, like a Gruel deck. That, that might have been it.
2: I, I've. It's been so long. It's yeah. been like f- four years or something at this point. Yeah,
1: I think he. I think I want to say that uh, we were. I just remember him winning and like him drafting something away from you and like shorting you really hard
2: i i think he was, stole the blue cards from you or something like
1: yeah that. something like that yeah. or maybe yeah i can't remember but uh uh it was uh, a fun and and yeah then we did the blog idea so we started mm-hmm. having content immediately because you know it was the convention where we had flown up this big personality and uh <laughs> hosted him so like right. it kind of worked out well and then um over the years we've written about other things we've written about um you know, harems, we've written about stock investments. Uh, we've actually
2: gotten an official interview with Miles when he was still at Crunchyroll, which blew our minds. Um, uh, Fansubbing.com has somehow become one of the core resources that people online use for Princess Connect. Oh, that's redive.
1: true. We get thousands of visitors a month from that now. Yeah.
2: It is amazing. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, what gotcha games do to people. And then, you know, this core group of people has been together now for m- multiple years, and we were talking the other day while we were watching Anime Club. and. Said, well, why don't we start a podcast? Yeah. So I was like, oh, we should start episode uh, one with a little bit of our our history.
0: Yeah, and here we are. Uh, sorry, I just forgot uh, what I was gonna say. Just left my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, the at, at least from from my perspective, we're, we're recording this at my house. Um, the the problem that we were trying to solve, which was I think the Kickstarter for all of this was um, the way we do Anime Club uh, is that we. Have t- like At my place, we have a big TV that, that plays the anime since we we all watch together on Crunchyroll for a lot of these shows. Uh, and we're all also in a Discord voice call at the same time, right? And so the problem was is that we needed a way for multiple people to kind of talk in voice, right, at the same time um, without creating like a feedback loop and also not like having the audio from the TV kind of... Sh- Come up in the microphones right because that creates a really bad experience yeah it was it was
1: it was okay when it was just the two of us it wasn't great but it was okay and then
2: we got more people here and it just wasn't tenable so yeah the the solution was how do we give everyone their own microphone right but mix it together such that it outputs as one microphone to the discord call and the solution to that is a podcast mixer where you have multiple microphones you route them together and you can plug it into like a board basically. And that board can connect to computer. And that computer can be used as an audio interface for uh, kind of using it as a microphone for discord. This also so happens to be the technology that powers a lot of podcast recordings. And so after like the first time we messed around with it, we were just like kind of figuring out, Hey, you know, what if we actually recorded a podcast with this? What would it sound like? We we well we kind of figured that out too and we tested
1: it and we yeah. were joking about doing a podcast
2: and it like turned out to be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and and the the vibe that we got from just like chatting with each other about like random topics, I think we, we really enjoyed that experience. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you're eighty percent of the way there to having a podcast, why not finish that out? Right. Fan subbing needs to be a multimedia like,
1: you know conglomerate that has huge presences in all these different areas so it made sense to start a podcast
2: i mean after we quit our jobs fan subbing will become our main job so. exactly absolutely right. um we're gonna start the the dot patreon <laughs> we're gonna have
1: merch make sure you buy it we'll be at all your favorite conventions come up say hi go get Th- sponsored invest in fansubbing.
2: that would be wild it would be. It'll be fun. I still think like we should. Do. Did you ever hear back from Sakuracon? So I I reached out to uh, Sakuracon, which is our local convention. There's actually multiple anime conventions in Washington State. Um, we can we can talk about that on a separate episode because <laughs> I have some 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 really good stories about some conventions of years past. Um, but I reached out to Sakuracon and they said it's going to be a couple more weeks or months until we have business applications ready.
1: Okay, awesome. That's uh that's exciting. We haven't actually. I don't know if any of us have done. Like a convention, like worked at convention. I've helped out at a booth before. Okay. So you're going to be our expert.
2: Uh, (laughs) I mean, you're doing more stuff than than either one of us. Yeah. I was supposed to work a a booth in in Tokyo uh, earlier this year. Oh, yeah. uh, But that didn't happen. Yeah. For unfortunate reasons. Very unfortunate reasons. N- it wasn't Visa related or anything like that. It was literally I got I got rug pulled out of out of out of the job, as it were. Cost reductions.
1: Um yeah, so we have uh we have plans for the upcoming Sir which should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, whether or not we pull them off. But we do actually have we should start
2: figuring out more. We got big plans. Yeah, we should we should start like coming up with some good t-shirts and stuff. I, I want to make a scarf. A like, scarf. Because like, the thing is, our logo is very, like, long, Yeah, right? yeah that's right. true. And, and and the kind of theme about it is, like, there's the, the underline and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And that, I think, would scale well on, like, a scarf. That's true. It would. That would be a lot of fun. It also helps that, like, uh, I don't know, like, y'all are soccer fans, right? Oh, yeah. I would. I'd, me, I'd me not it. so much. <laughs> right. I mean, I enjoy the sport. I enjoy the complexity of the sport and, like, kind of the how it plays out. But, like, I'm definitely not at the level as you two are. But like in soccer, there, there's especially American soccer, right? There, there's scarf culture.
1: Yeah, right? definitely.
2: A lot of clubs will will have a, have their own scarves and stuff. And it would be awesome to own a scarf for our own company.
0: Yeah, it would. I, hmm. I had might that, have I like a it. connection that can Ooh. help make this.
2: scarf manufacturing connections potentially. That's right.
1: big. So Evans, uh, definitely gonna be the leader of the uh the booth from what I've gathered. Got connections. Got experience. He's our, uh, our in for He's the industry. Inn. It'll be fun. It'll be fun.
2: Um, uh, so Kirkcon 2023, Easter weekend. Yeah, make April. sure everyone comes and uh sees us. Yeah it, it, If possible, we also want to do like a uh, uh actual panel too. It might be oh, fun yeah, to do like a, a recording of this live or something. Oh, or? that would be fun. Have all, be fun. all five people show up that care,
1: <laughs> care about <laughs> and something. We'll get the entire group together, not just our, us three too. Like, you know, we'll have
0: oh, yeah.
2: uh Yeah, we'll have everyone.
0: Oh yeah, we can get people uh, exhibitor badges
2: instead of press badges. Exactly. Yeah. Or if they don't give us enough exhibitors, we can always fall back to press.
1: Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a mix and match. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I we've got know. reporters at fanstopping.com. There was um, we do write about the convention every year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there was one year we didn't, but that was um, was it because we didn't go because of COVID?
2: I don't remember, but we do generally write about it yeah. every year. We definitely wrote about 2018. I think it's the question of did we write about 2019? I don't think we did, but we did write about um last year's. We wrote about last year. Yeah. Or this year's This year, yeah, yeah. Um No, it's uh the fansopling.com Empire grows uh grows
1: as we speak. We figured out the other day that we have an Instagram account that most of the staff did not know
0: about. By we you mean you. I knew about a it. A single staff <laughs> member a knew, single about staff it. knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then we found it by Google searching us. Yeah, I, I I remember registering it and
1: being like, oh, I can use an API for this, and then discovering Instagram does not in fact have an API, and I was like, ah, well then,
2: and I'm not going to do this manually. <laughs> I, I think it'd be really funny if um if we like posted Instagram stories or created a fan something TikTok. Oh lord, and it was just <laughs> you you know the the robotic voice like yeah or like yeah. The, the texas feature it's like i created a way to you know yeah yeah a life hack to dissolve water really quickly why would you dissolve water um it's just, it's, it's just that, that <laughs> voice but it's like why did shares of chizuru go down 14 uh, percent today or something like that
1: i still want to build that uh the harem speculation bot where you can like uh-huh. invest in different girls in a harem and like yeah have it have it
2: go up or down according to like the last week's episode we are not objectifying women everyone this is just ian's messed up fantasy it would be fun to do it make more sense to do with a manga that's longer running i think oh but then we have to read it yeah the other thing is felt like for, for anime and stuff unless it's like an anime original like you can you'll get spoiled or like you can look up what happens oh, with like be... the manga or the light novel or whatever the source material so is. so uh in- insider knowledge you're saying insider <laughs> trading yeah <laughs> 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 Sure Look like there's
1: some anime like originals though, aren't there?
2: Yeah, I mean like yeah. there's some anime originals this season. Yeah, we should do that. Shout out to Love Flops, the best anime this season. It's not uh, the best anime. I thought that was Made Wars. That well, y- Maid Wars is also an original anime this season. Yeah, but isn't it the best show this season? I think so. Well, essentially it's, it's, it's top two. It's top two. What's the other one? There's also Bochi, which is also Bo- original. Bochi's not original. It's not? It's oh a, no. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, a four yeah, coma. Yeah, four coma. Yeah. I just I think it as original because the style is so different. What's a four coma? Um a four coma is a type of Japanese comic. The yon uh, panel. Uh, y- you know, have you seen the kind of things where it's like four square panels on top yeah, of each other? Yeah, yeah. That's called so each one of those is called a coma. It's like right? control alt delete. Yes. That w- that's a three coma, isn't it? Uh typically, yeah. Yeah. I uh write for
1: fansubbing.com, the premier anime website. True. <laughs> it's true. Don't know about anything didn't, <laughs> anime. Didn't um manga.
2: didn't I forget which there was one uh there's one anime convention that we were applying for press for that accidentally leaked all the uh, all the sites that were applying for press or something like that. Oh, was do they that like CC instead of BCC? I think they CCed. Was that of one BCC'd. of
1: the Canadian ones? It might have been Canadian. I don't think we've done any. I think only Canada uh conventions are the other ones we've applied for. Right. Um we
2: do need a few more those so we can apply for AX. It's true. Um but there there were like some numbers about like we we because they had they leaked their press list we looked at um the amount of pages that their sites were getting and stuff and it's uh it's kind of really sad to see how low the bar is yeah for a, lot, a lot of like that
1: heartened us a lot i remember we're right. like oh actually our blog drives more traffic than most of this like we were treating it as a joke but then we realized like no actually
2: like we have power if we wanted to actually invest in this um yeah and i think this, this this podcast is is another way of like s- reflecting that right i mean yeah. this is it's tied to the fansubbing brand. It will exist by itself but i think the just the nature of a lot of the people here having worked on fansubbing.com and have either written written articles for that or or worked on the site is is kind of exemplary of, of what yeah. you can expect from from yeah. this podcast what was
1: the yeah the original question was what are we going to talk about yeah anime
2: so, video games life tech Anime, video games, live. Fan tech. subbing. Um, yeah. It, it really, I there really isn't a set agenda for any of these episodes. Maybe that'll change in the future. Shitposting. posting. Of course. Um, uh, but that's really what we're about is
0: shit posting, yeah. but taking it very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> very serious shitposting. I would say
1: fansubbing.com is a very serious shit post. Absolutely. absolutely. That would be a good tagline for it.
2: Ooh. A I very serious shit post. I like that. Yeah. A very serious shit post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that one down. All right, all right write it down um but yeah i think the vibe from this podcast and what to expect is that you know there's going to be a rotating uh crew um i think that these three uh that you're seeing or hearing right now are probably going to be here pretty often just because it's a lot easier to to record this in seattle with these microphones uh and like this is a lot of the crew that lives here but you know we we travel a bunch uh a lot of people will come to visit the rest of fans doesn't know we're doing this right they're gonna find out when we not yet not yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they will learn soon. They will learn soon. They'll learn when we drop a link and we're like, hey, BT dubs. Yep. Um, but also, you know, this podcast might hit the road. might come to your favorite anime convention. Uh, who knows? We might do this on a ferry pretty soon. That, Ooh, that would be fun. That would be actually a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some uh, some fancy people that are coming in uh, in a couple of weeks that will probably get on the pod as well, too.
1: We should try and figure out how to hook up Discord so we can have people call in. It's uh, very easy to do. Excellent. God, I love technology. As long as we have like a good internet connection and stuff, right? So oh, I don't know. Washington state, Seattle. Good yeah. internet here. You know, it's not like we have Amazon, Microsoft. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. In a way, at least. I I
2: heard Boeing. that their
1: networking's not very good though. <sighs> <laughs> Too soon.
2: No, you you're right. I, yeah, Nintendo is a bad example <laughs> <laughs> of of networking in a in a in, in modern uh, in day and age yeah. yeah oh well uh but yeah there's gonna be just a variety of topics really we don't know what to expect going in we're just here vibing chilling having we'll a good time probably talk about sports at some point when oh, the, uh, sports season start up again we got baseball we got soccer fans but both are in I the off season th- there's american football of which i'm probably the only fan of in this in this group uh, go uh, bears wow <laughs> chicago what let's go the bears are killing it this season by by bear they?
0: standards, by okay, bear okay, standards. <laughs>
2: okay, I was about to say, I was about to say, I uh, I do not remember the bears being good this year. I am not uh, a fan won. of the bears. <laughs> they won, <laughs> they won a game against two the Packers because that's not
1: a high bar right now.
0: Uh, they,
1: they, I've been following a little bit just because, uh, you know, the, the, the Russell, story. yeah, yeah. The, the Russell Wilson situation. So like, I've been following Seahawks and. Uh, the Broncos a little bit, like for the drama more than for the sport. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I'll, I'll probably pay attention closer to playoffs, but yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a huge football fan.
0: Yeah, they're three and six this season. Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic.
1: What are the Browns? Browns are like two and. F- Pour one out for my man Sean. Two and six, I think. One of the fan subbing members is a uh, diehard so.
2: Browns fan. That is extremely unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's Sean. Yeah, it kind of i'm survive. not surprised right He'll <laughs> survive.
2: Uh, yeah it i don't think sean has three, three and five sean's a big fan
1: of the underdogs
2: yeah and they don't usually win for him no but i mean like that might be part of the allure right like
1: yeah. uh what was it it was uh, uh oreimo oreimo yeah he always liked uh the ones who didn't do very well
2: yeah well okay the thing is is that for hair shows in general it's a bad betting proposition oh yeah because like even if you assume even odds you only have like a one in five one in four one of six chance of being right and that pain is why i love that series genre so much (laughs) because because it just ends in disappointment
1: yeah every episode and even when the like your choice wins like it's a very shallow victory right like it's like them kind of talking around it nothing really happening so like Mm-hmm. You get it's always pain. There's never like a happy ending.
2: Harem anime is the uh, the Japanese equivalent of uh, the NCAA March Madness tournament. Oof, that cuts deep. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the the tournament generates only losers. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and it only generates a winner because it has to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The Bears have beaten the Patriots, the 49ers and the Seahawks. What? Oh, that's disgusting. Seahawks was preseason. Oh, that okay. doesn't count. It doesn't count
2: objection yeah preseason rankings don't mean anything okay it was
0: 27 11 is all i'm gonna say
2: how do we score 11 three plus eight it's mm-hmm. either that or three field goals and a safety
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting
2: yeah yo shout out to pete carroll and his score Gami wizardry yeah. I know how he does it <laughs> that's one thing you can root for even if you're not a sports person yeah
1: i i i will say i got the russell wilson thing very wrong i thought we should have kept him over uh pete but uh i have been proven definitively wrong this year
2: it's uh it's kind of amazing the how how bad he's doing in denver yeah yeah it really is and Um, and like you know five years ten years down the line after he's retired he'll probably retire as a seahawk uh and he'll do like a he'll come back to the to the city of seattle and at that point, I think the fans will absolutely love him and will oh, yeah, yeah. cherish him. I mean, he brought them there for a Super Bowl, and right? he still owns like you know part of the Sounders. He, yep. he owns a lot of Seattle stuff. So yeah, uh, but like I think in the moment, just how that trade went down and like how that conversation happened, like if you were a Seattle sports fan, you could see objectively that like Russell Wilson wanted out of uh, yeah, yeah, he wanted to have more say. Kind of mm-hmm. his legacy is what I was
1: always seen it referred to as. And uh, and. That is unfortunately backfiring for him, but yep. uh, no. he might just have to find his groove. I'm sure. I, I like. Yeah. I don't expect this to
2: last. I I hope it lasts for like maybe two years. That would be nice because that's when our draft picks that we have Ooh, from him are good. Nice, but afterwards, I'll, I'll totally be fine seeing him succeed.
1: That's fair. That's fair. All right. So before we started recording, we were talking about home stuff. and You said you had some good stories for us, but you wanted to wait for the podcast.
2: Oh, so yes. Time yes, for yes. me to cash that in. Cool. Um, So a little bit of context here. I am a new homeowner as of earlier this year in like June or something like that. Right. Um, thankfully, I was able to get a mortgage rate from March and had that locked in until June. The three percent instead of eight percent. Yeah, I, I think my mortgage is like three point five or something like that, compared to what the mortgage rates are today, where they're like high sixes, low sevens. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's not very, it's not very good if you're a prospective homeowner. Makes me cry. Anyway, um, but you might be wondering, wait, you got a mortgage rate in March, and you got the house in June. How did that work? And I don't want to get into all the details because this is a story I've told before per se. But the the TLDR is that it it was a very extensive process and just like a series of delays and stuff when it came to actually like getting all the deeds for the house and you know clearing it with the 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 city and the and the county and all that stuff um and so the house as we got it i mean it's worked out fine it's been great but it is incomplete right so when when i got the house uh there were two major things missing one was that there were no mailboxes which means that you couldn't send or receive any mail. And two was that there's various decks and stuff. There's like a, or like a balcony, like there's one right here on the main floor, there's one upstairs as well too, and then there's a roof deck, right? And all those uh, decks are supposed to have tiling on them. And that tiling is there to make sure you're not really stepping on the the padded concrete um, to, 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 you know, have it be more, uh, I don't know, more grip and also protect you from the heat, right? Because yep. it gets pretty hot. It gets really hot up there. Yeah. Like, I think for the roof deck, I have a pair of sandals, because not necessarily because I need it, but to protect my skin if I'm walking up there yeah. during the summer months and stuff, yeah. right? Uh, and so that the mailboxes took, like, a month and a half to negotiate between um, me and the, the builder, right? So for a new construction, uh, new houses come with a little bit of a warranty and stuff. Uh, and so the mailboxes were kind of in this fringe zone where it's like, oh, well, technically your mailbox is not included with the the house that you buy, right? And this is true for a lot of, like, new houses and stuff, like, not even townhomes and stuff, but just, like, new houses in general. It's like, sometimes they won't come with a mailbox. Um, but the thing is, is that you also – we also don't own the land where the mailbox would go, right? Ooh, who does? Is that a city thing or is that a – so, technically, the, the unit next to ours owns the land that's t- closer to the street. Oh, it's, it's like actually someone's. It's not a shared ownership. There. Correct. Oh. Now, now to be f- clear, it's technically owned by them, but it's managed by the HOA. There is an HOA for this, this, uh, this series of townhomes, right? Um, and so, the HOA has the ability to develop the stuff there. Right. So if they want to develop things like create a new mailbox or like set up utility things or something like that, like th- that easement is, is said that, yeah, the HOA can handle it. The city can make any changes that they need to. Right. The problem is that. Inside the HOA's like rules and stuff, there's only there's a thing that says until 75 percent or higher of the units sell, the builder is in control of the HOA. <laughs> right. And you haven't hit that yet. We haven't hit that because we're at three out of five units sold. So technically, the builder is the one that's responsible f- that would well, was responsible for building the mailboxes. But the builder also has no obligation to build a mailbox either. Right. And technically, we've already bought the house. Right. There's there's not a whole we can do is say, like, oh, we want to unbuy the house because it doesn't come with a mailbox. So there was a, a lot of back and forth like over the course of like a month and a half basically to negotiate like hey can you actually build a mailbox for us and install it um you know how much does it cost Are you going to charge us or can you pocket it like you know we paid him a million dollars he should be able to afford like yeah. you know 15,000 for a mailbox i think the actual assembly that he ended up with is way cheaper than that it's like you know 2000 or something yeah um, yeah but anyway that that already happened right that 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 story is set in stone but just, that just gives you a little bit of a taste of like what it was like to work with this builder so now we come to the tiling. So the deck tiling still does not exist. And it's been? It's been since June, right? Yeah. So, so now we're recording this in November. So it's basically been like five months, right? Um, and I've uh, had like, I've, I have his phone number. I've texted him for a while. Um, and it actually got to the point where he would ghost me. Like, I started texting him like in August for these things. And he would just wouldn't respond. Yikes! And I said like, hey, you know, you got any update for us? No response. Hey, it's been like you know three weeks since we last chatted about the tile, and just want to make sure that you're you're good. Because he said he dropped off like a sample of what the tile was, and He said, yeah, just let me know how it is, and if it's good, I'll I'll uh, I'll order the rest for you, right? And so we just keep on reaching out to him. I get an electricity bill for for the the unit before it was sold. and It's like, hey, I got this bill for you. Uh, do you want me to forward it to you, or how do you want to handle that? He still ghosts me, right? And so I reach out to like my neighbors and stuff, the the other people in the unit, and it's like, hey, have you been able to get in touch with the builder and all? And they're like, no, we we haven't. So it looks like they might have just ghosted us. They were just like, we don't huh. want to deal with the tiling, and it just said, you know, that technically wasn't part of the contract, or like, you you can't you can't deal with it. We're just gonna not not deal with it anymore. So is like, it I is I it
0: technically not part of the contract then?
2: Um. Not in the contract verbatim. However, I think there is enough in correspondence that goes alongside the contract that we have a paper trail of that a court would reasonably find that if we wanted to press, they'd be like, yeah, you implied that this would come with it. You should be on the hook for it, right? Yeah, and especially if you have three other owners. Three other owners and, like, it's new construction, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, so I gave up hope, basically. And, like, late October, I basically gave up hope, saying, like, yeah, this, this probably isn't going to happen anymore. Then I got a text, like, one Monday morning. And, and should, should I read it out for you? Yeah, it is. Let, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, do, 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 okay. Uh, hey, Stefan. Sorry I've not communicated with you over the past couple of months. My mom was ill and passed away in late September. Ooh. Then had to prepare the funeral in October. Been trying to get things caught back up. I'll be ordering the tiles beginning of next week. Thank you for your patience. That's uh, and that's that's quite a response. That's quite an extremely heavy response. Yeah. Now, being the respectful person I am, my text message to him is like, oh, yes. Hey, don't worry about it. You know, family is super important. You got to take care of that. In the back of my mind, there's also part of me that's like, is this real? <laughs> like, this seems like such a very convenient excuse. Um, But I, I don't want to imply anything like that. Uh, I will say though that this was a text message sent on October twenty seventh, and so if he's ordered the the tiles, I just haven't gotten a text message about it. I haven't gotten any shipping date about it from Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever whatever shipping company he's using. Did he pay the electric bill at least? No. Oof. Yeah, but that's like seventy dollars or something. Still. Yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, the the moral of the story here is I, I talked to my realtor and stuff and he was like yeah this this builder like is, is probably one of the worst that i've ever heard of or, or dealt with yeah like after the fact right um i mean i like the place i live in it works it's working out well uh but f- get it in writing yeah but but the moral story get it in writing and also uh make sure your place has a mailbox that'd be nice yeah
0: yeah although then you don't get junk mail well the post office holds on to it for
2: yeah you. Yeah. So, so what I had to do when was Christmas will come and it'll be great. <laughs> You'll get like a Santa Claus sack of junk mail. <laughs> what I had to do is um, while the mail was not getting delivered, I would have to like like two or three times a week drive up to the local like um, annex and basically say, hey, this is my ID. My ID doesn't have my update address or anything. So I have to be like, this is the address that I have. Here's a full piece of mail for it. I'm here to pick up the mail, especially if they deliver packages through USPS. Ooh, that okay. The packages that that gets me right. If they don't have a mailbox for it, they're just not going to stop there, yeah. even if you have a package, right? Gotcha. So you have to go and yeah. f- pick up the package. That's fair, yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit frustrating, but um, it's uh, thankfully we have at least have the mailbox and the deck tiling. You know, hopefully it happens by the end of next year.
1: Yeah, hopefully before summer I mean, when you burn your
0: feet, right? Yeah. A- at yeah. what point do you just watch a bunch of YouTube videos, call some friends in for a weekend project, and go to Tile for Less or whatever and, and just do it?
2: Uh, maybe like May 2023. Yeah, I was going to say, wait until like it <laughs> actually gets to be <laughs> this a... Uh, this will be SecureCon 2023 Extend, the yeah. home improvement extension of, of, of that, that, that retreat. We can start up a DIY YouTube fan subbing channel. I something tells me that the DIY market does not really overlap with the market. I would 100% watch weebs trying to build something. Maybe this is uh Patreon content. Right? Ooh. It's like, there we go. That's we how should, we monetize. I mean, I still need to buy a whole bunch of furniture for for my place. Like I'm missing the sideboard. You all s- there's like there's boxes still around there that need to be replaced by like actual furniture. You need to install cabinets and stuff. So. Did your mattress come? Or your your frame, <laughs> bed frame. So, yes. <laughs> this is this is this is another funny story. Um, so thank you global supply chain issues for for being the catalyst for this. Um, so when I bought the the house in June, one of the things that I did pretty early on was buy a order, a bed frame and a mattress from uh, a well-known online mattress company that begins with C and ends with Asper. <laughs> I don't know who that could, was that purple. Uh, you know, I think purple might be one of their competitors or something like that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, we are
0: looking for sponsors, by
2: the way. <laughs> 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 but yeah, got him. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, anyway, so I ordered a bed frame and a mattress, and like some sheets and pillows and stuff. And so the sheets and pillows and all all, all the small stuff arrived like pretty quickly, right? Like within three days or something, right? Or three to five days, whatever the standard shipping speed is for for stuff like that. Um the mattress said that oh yeah, it's ready to ship. We'll we'll do it mat we'll we'll ship it out immediately. And so they shipped it out immediately and it went to like the their last mile delivery warehouse. They use RXO is is their is their last mile partner. Um the bed frame though. When I ordered it it said, yeah, it'll be like until August until we can deliver the bed frame. And I was like, okay, that that's that sucks, but I can understand. it. I can understand why it's the problem. Um, I was really hoping that they would deliver the mattress just by itself, at least, because uh, I've I've been sleeping on like a mattress, but it's like a pretty old IKEA hand me down that, that I had. Um, but I got it from my parents. The uh, it, it's a perfectly fine mattress, but like it was just a mattress on the floor, right? If I want, if I'm going to do that, I want a nicer mattress. Yeah. Ideally, the 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 best case scenario was the actual bed frame plus mattress, right? Yeah. So. The mattress doesn't get delivered until the bed frame gets delivered because they want to like, you know, don't have to pay for like that shipping twice. Yeah. So the. (laughs) Even though the mattress is at the warehouse. Since July, they aren't going to be able to deliver until the bed frame gets delivered there. And so the bed frame, I get an email in August saying that, oh, it's been delayed to September 21st. I say, okay, that's, that kind of sucks. I was willing to wait until August for, like, supply chain things. But, you know, waiting an extra month means that, like I'm sleeping on a floor mattress for an extra month. It's not that great. But whatever. We'll, we'll deal with it. They gave me, like, 10% off or something as, as a refund. September rolls around. I get another email saying – or I don't even get an email this time. I get – I just look up the order and it says, yeah, it still hasn't been delivered or it still hasn't been shipped. And I text their support. It's like, oh, yeah, it's actually been delayed to November. Yikes. And it's like – Bro, it's 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 a bed frame. Like, how how hard are these to manufacture? I mean, like, sure it has like upholstery and stuff, but it's it's a bed frame. Come on, like, August to November—that's a that's a pretty big time gap, right? Um, especially because it means like don't have the nicer mattress to sleep on.
1: Yeah, because they're right? delaying that as well. So they at least like deliver that separately, or do they hold on to that?
2: They they kept hold on. They kept holding Oof, on to it. I'd be mad about that. So, I get. Beginning of November rolls around, like November 6th or something like that, like over the weekend or like a Friday. I get a text message saying, hey, we are ready to deliver your bed frame and your mattress. Please pick a day. I look on the thing. It's like, oh, thank God. Let's go. I pick the day. I pick the next Monday. Right? And I get an email confirmation saying, all right, hey, your delivery is scheduled for Monday. You are ready to go. We'll, email, we'll text you with an updated like ETA or like a t- – no, I got a text saying, hey, your delivery window is between 10.30 and 2.30. And we'll text you 30 minutes before we arrive. So I'm like, sweet. I will make sure that uh, I have no meetings for around that time, and I'll, I'll be there. Monday rolls around. I wake up at like 9.30 or something like that, right? I got look at my phone. There's two missed calls. And it texts at 7 a.m. Beautiful. And I put the pieces together of what has happened. Apparently, they arrived at like 8, tried to get into my house, couldn't because I was still asleep, and then left at 8.30. And I was like, what? Your thing's at 10.30 to 2.30. How did you get here at Like 8 a.m.? And reasonably expect me to be there to s- support that, right? 8 p.m. I would believe, but eight AM, 8 AM. ahead of time. So that's so, a shocker. So I call I called the, the delivery company, right? And so the way this delivery company works is that like they don't actually like uh hire drivers, they just contract out to drivers and trucks, right? Um and so the the I was on the phone, I had to play a game of telephone to get to like the local branch in in Washington instead of their like eight hundred number or whatever. Um it was apparently what happened was I was the ninth stop on that driver's route. Somehow they got to me in an hour and a half because they started their route at like six thirty in the morning. Yeah. And like the, the customer support person that was looking at it, that was like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense how, how they were able to do this. Like, I think she, she didn't say it all right, but it seems like the drivers were doing this maliciously to try and get the jobs or route over with as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because like they're paid if the route is completed, right? Yeah. Right. right. And so for them, it's they can gamify the system in a way to incentivize, like if their incentive is like fulfilling their priorities, which is finishing as quickly as possible, then just start the route really early, and just like you know not adhere to the the ETA time schedule. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks, right? So it's like okay, whatever, right? We'll get it. We'll get it rescheduled. So the next day, the truck comes back to the warehouse. I get a text message saying, hey, you're good to reschedule your thing. Please click this link and reschedule it. I click the link. It takes me to a website to reschedule it. Earliest date, December 12th. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I was like, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. There's no way that my delivery for a bed frame got delayed another month because of a driver <laughs> got getting here two hours before they were supposed to. So I called them again, and they were, they were like, yeah, this situation makes sense. We can slot you in for, for tomorrow. And thankfully, I got the bed frame last week on Wednesday. And how does it work? The bed frame is fine. The mattress has a problem.
1: Oh, no. Did you get to enjoy it
2: inflating at least? So that's the problem. It hasn't inflated as much as it should. Oh no! Because it's been stuck in a vacuum for e- so long. Well, it's n- the vacuum probably is not. fine. The problem is that it's in a warehouse that probably isn't temperature controlled. Yeah. Oh. And so it's very hard for um, those kinds of mattresses to be vacuumed up in a cold environment and then to inflate from there. Um, so like the whole degassing process, it's taken way longer than it should have. I it's it's basically it's supposed to inflate to like 13 inches or something like that. It's only inflated to like 10. Right. Is it a like permanent problem or does it just take longer to do it uh at this point i believe it would be permanent because okay. like something about the foam fibers or stuff just like they've they aren't willing to expand anymore so right. are you going to get a so replacement then?
0: these mattress companies i know they have a pretty good warranty but does the warranty extend through this delivery window
2: so yeah i believe the warranty starts when your mattress gets delivered yeah right it should um so I've, I've been in contact with them i was in contact with thir- them on thursday i'm probably gonna be in touch with them uh tomorrow just send them an email because they were like hey can you give it 72 hours to 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 um to to fully inflate or give it the chance to fully inflate and but yeah it, it seems like for one it, it smelled really weird throughout the entire process yeah. right um and i think that's partly why i've been having like some stomach problems recently just like sleeping on it but like it's definitely not inflating to the level of should. because yeah. i've had the same mattress but just in a different size like the bedroom downstairs that i have um uses that same mattress and that one's inflated to the full 13 inches so yeah uh you could at least for me sleeping on the, the deflated version definitely feels a little bit weird that's rough that's yep. that's been a journey for you it it has been a journey this whole like the home buying process and like the home furnishing process has been Has been quite a journey. But look at it this way. I'm looking. You got the 3%. I did get the 3. Well, 3.5. Still. Yeah. I I got the 3.5. Hey, mortgage rates look like they might be doing better recently, though. Uh, Still not great, but... uh, I just go home and cry every night. Evan, did you get like a 2.7 or something like that? Yeah, like 2.7.
1: Oh, Uh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ian is is, is crying into the blanket that he has right next to him. Oh... I got lucky. <laughs> you played the market well.
0: I did not think we were gonna even get anything. Honestly, everything was getting outbid. You had to different. yeah, you worked hard and long yeah. for it, right?
2: Yeah. It, but I think nice we
0: spot. made like ten offers before
2: we got one. Wow. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. I think but it I worked think out. probably ended up a little bit north than where you would have liked. Yeah. But it
0: eh, worked out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a nice spot. I it like is, it. It is uh if
0: only the bugs weren't as bad as they are. Oh,
2: you got bugs? Bad ants, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. The um, We've been getting uh, uh, conifer seed bugs up here. Western conifer seed bugs is the full name for them. I don't know what that is. Um, they are a type of bug. They're brown. They're kind of long. Um, they are kind of like drones. They don't really do anything. They just exist. They munch on seeds, basically. That's how they get their sustenance. And they basically seek warmth, right? So That um, sounds like
1: me. Yeah. I uh, eat seed bars. I seek warmth. Um,
2: I they, don't do they anything. They look very similar to stink bugs, if you know what those look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine, like, a, th- a thinner stink bug, a, a thinner, longer stink bug. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, so the bug itself is pretty harmless, right, kind of like stink bugs do. Um, but if you threaten them or if you kill them or squash them, then they will release, if you look online, it says, quote, they release a, quote, putrid odor. Similar to stink bugs, right? The interesting thing is that the odor that a stink bug releases, or uh, not a stink bug, the odor that a uh, conifer seed bug releases, is based off of the seeds that it's eating. Okay. And wouldn't you know it? Up here in the Pacific Northwest, our seeds are actually pretty good. Yeah. Right. We got healthy trees. We got nice, uh, nice, nice green shrubbery and stuff. So when a, when a seed bug is threatened up here. Usually it smells like apples or like pines oh, instead. that's kind of huh. cool. Yeah, that, that's not you too bad. You still probably shouldn't like take care of them inside, like or like you should like <laughs> um, you know release them outside, capture them in a cup, and all that stuff. But um, like Paint when candles captu- out of them. When you capture them, they like if they feel threatened, they release that that scent as well too. And so sometimes I uh, like I smell the cup afterwards, like ooh, this this does not smell as bad as it was advertised to smell online. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of nice. Not gonna lie, I would, that's a that's a good bug. One of the rare good bugs. Well, no, it's still annoying. There, there's a there's a window I have upstairs, um, like in in one of the bedrooms that has like the screen and stuff, right? Yeah. And I don't know how this happens, but bugs get through the screen. Like, the, the huge seed bugs or stuff, they get through the screen. And it's like, they don't have a way out either. Yeah, so they're... So they're stuck there. And so sometimes I'll, I'll like, look on the window, and I just see, like, four dead bugs, <laughs> like, on the, no. like near the base of the window because, like, they've been suffocated or they, they've died from the heat, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, how, how did you guys get in here? Like, come on. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's... uh. Also, partially why I think this area has gotten a lot of those is that like this is new construction, right? Yeah, yeah. So presumably there were like bugs roaming around here that are not used to the fact that there's a gigantic building here now, right? Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of expecting, or this was their home turf and they've been displaced or something like that, Um, which is an unfortunate side effect of urbanism or or not. So you're a colonizer, a, a bug colonizer maybe. You're one of them. Don't don't, don't call me a colonizer for (laughs) buying property. (laughs) Like, the the bugs will survive. I hope. You just said that they were suffocating to death and trapped in, like, a heat complex. Only a few of them. And also, like, as far as we know, bugs don't actually, like, feel pain. Or those kinds of, like, seed bugs. They don't actually feel pain. (laughs) Okay. But, like,
0: (laughs) psychiatrists for years and years like decades had like we're convinced okay babies don't feel pain because we don't recognize how they express pain (laughs) or like cats and dogs don't feel pain because you know we don't have the scientific evidence to prove
2: but the thing is like for the bugs at least like i could be wrong about this but what i what i've heard is that like they're mostly acting on instinct when it comes to like trying to get towards heat and stuff or like trying to get towards an escape route Like, they're not necessarily, like, thinking. They're just mostly reacting towards what their instincts say. Yeah, Um, I could could see that. Right. And so there's there's the moral quandary of, like, if your life is just reacting to things, are you really, like, living a life versus are you at the whims of other people's controls? I'm definitely at the whims
1: of other people's controls. That's why I started a podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) I will say you were one of the vocal voices for starting. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had all the equipment. I mean, it would be a sin to not try it.
2: It's true. It's true.
1: Yeah. We gotta make more fans. Uh, we gotta expand the fan subbing empire. Empire is such
2: an um, empire is a uh, is a choice word
0: <laughs> for you, the one who is calling Stefan a colonist. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> R-
1: rules for thee, not for me. I just, I'm just farm engagement. That's my whole stick. I I
2: love engagement. Members go up and to the right. We're doing good. <laughs> Speaking of the the podcast, uh, I'm pretty sure the podcast will evolve, uh, as as we familiarize ourselves with the podcast recording and and uh, and broadcasting releasing process. You know, maybe we'll we'll have an intro sequence at some point. Maybe we'll have an outro sequence at some point. Maybe we'll have a section where you can tell us what people like, and uh, we'll actually listen. Maybe,
0: no, maybe this episode has so. an outro sequence. Who knows?
2: Who knows? Who knows? We don't I'm know. Sure. We're we're playing it by ear. Maybe there's a mailbag column. Well, Ma- imagine the fan loving duck or the Motley Baca mailbag. That would be fun. That yeah. rolls off the tongue. We're the we're the f- yeah, we're kind of learning as we go along. Like, I, I
1: will admit, I said I was going to figure out how to do uh, hosting of the podcast. Kind of researched it on the way home the other day, but didn't do anything after that. So I'll be learning how to set up a uh, a feed or host this later.
2: Nice. I, I have some podcast experience in me. Like, I think 10 years ago, there was a podcast that uh, me and a couple of friends were a part of. Um, actually... Also, seven years ago, there was a podcast that me and me and a friend were a part of. I've never produced them. I just go on them and get interviewed. Usually, mm. that's easier to do, though.
1: It's it's much easier to you just jump on a Discord call and you answer some questions. You leave and you're done.
2: Yeah, I, I will say in the past, like the the podcasts that I've done have all been like through the internet, right? So it's yeah. like you're someone someone is recording their microphone and also like a, a Skype call or a Discord call or something like that, and and the audio suffers for it. Honestly, yeah. Um. Unless, like, you have multiple people just, like, recording their own audio um, during that process. Um, this is far and away the most, I don't want to call it, like, high-tech, but, like, the most, like, confident I felt in, in a recording setup. I mean, yeah, the, we, ha- we, have, we have a shiny recorder thing with, like, buttons and stuff. I can press one of them and it makes a sound effect. It's not listen? just
1: RGB. It's got yellow, orange. It's got everything. Yeah, hit us. Give us a sound effect. What sound effect do you want? Air horn. Oh.
2: I knew you'd have one. <laughs> I knew you would have one. <laughs> what else do you have? No hesitation there. Uh, let's see. I've got a, I've got r- um, crickets. Oh, that'll be good for me later. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, rim shot. Nice. <laughs> I have um, applause.
1: <laughs> did this all come from, like, are
2: these presets? Or did you find these and, like, set them up? I think these are presets. Okay, nice. If if, uh, if I were to like make make my own, I would put like a sheesh on there or something. Oh like that, no! Right? So Anyone <laughs> makes I it makes escape. a good joke because like sheesh.
1: I cannot escape. Escape? What do you mean? The sheesh.
2: It's a good meme.
1: Ah, uh, I'm too old for that.
2: You'll survive.
1: I have a three in my age. I'm too old for it.
2: That's messed up. Yeah, bro. I can't believe you're 23. <laughs> I just act like it. You act like you're 13. <laughs> yeah. <the> <laughs> <this year. laughs> Rude. Cool. Um. Hey, let's talk about some anime. All right, let's talk anime. Um,
1: Trinity Seven, best anime of all time.
2: That's that's. If you say so. All right. It's. I can't believe I have watched like the majority of Trinity Seven. I can't believe you didn't finish it. Devin, have you like how much of Trinity? Uh, Seven? Zero. <laughs> So Ian Ian firmly believes that uh, Seven is uh, God's greatest gift to man. It is the best harem show of
0: all time. Bar none. Bar none. What, what, what is better? Uh, Winter Flag Breaks
2: is the ultimate harem show. Never heard of it. Uh, Love Flops might be coming for that ta- t- uh, crown.
1: Uh, it's good, but I wouldn't say it's
2: anywhere near. Uh, Orisuki. That was a good one. Which one was mm. that one? That's the one we, the, with the bench. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one's good. Like, it gets to the same vibes, but,
1: like, to me, well, you, the haven't best parts of that, you haven't yeah, finished yeah, that. Yeah, I show. haven't finished it. But, like, the yeah. things I like about Trinity 7 showed up in that first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were just kind of hinted at rather than, like, being out in the forefront. So I'm curious how it evolved. I want to see the rest of it, but I want to save it for
2: uh, Anime Club. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, d- I definitely do want
2: to watch it. I think that's a great anime club pick. Yeah, um, yeah. So rather than talk about individual like episodes of anime, or something I watching, I think we should talk a little bit about like how we're consuming anime content recently. Yeah, let's talk about Anime Club and the rules we've established. Yeah. Um. So it, I don't know how this started, but uh, I, it might have been over the course of the pandemic. But actually, no, it wasn't because it, it was like uh, Rent a Girlfriend. Was it Kanokari? It was. Kanokari. It was Kanokari. Yeah. Maybe it was pandemic. Well, I mean,
1: that was like the start of it, but it didn't get formalized. And then like really, it was it was one show to like being more of a seasonal thing afterwards and a little more after the pandemic. But yeah. initially it was, we watched episode one around a girlfriend or something like that. We wrote some articles about it yep. and we had so much fun like writing those articles and doing all the memes for it that we watched the entire season together and just kept writing articles about it. It was a terrible show, but oh, it was, it was so good! What are you talking about? It was captivatingly terrible, <laughs> top tier show.
2: Uh, it is, it is, it's a, it's a unique show. Let's put it that way.
1: It led me to invest in a stock that is the only stock that I've done well in.
2: Yeah. Um, if you
1: don't know what this is a reference to, go to fansubbing.com. You'll find out.
2: Uh, yeah, can recommend uh, buy D Dog. It's a good stock. You can't just give it away. They need to go to our website. Oh, this is why our engagement's so low. You're right. I'm not think. I'm not thinking about the grand scheme. You gotta have a growth mindset. Yeah, I'm I'm missing in that regard. Um. Anyway, so yeah, anime club, or or I guess the group watching of anime started with Rent a Girlfriend, basically. Um. And it's been for a while. Was on and off, like or kind of very ad hoc. It was ad hoc and it was seasonal. It was seasonal. It was always shows that were and and to be fair, like it's still there is still a seasonal uh aspect to it i would say so as of like a couple s- like seasons ago i think starting in like spring of 2022 there was like a formal group that actually kind of developed i was like hey we want to watch some seasonal anime together right um and there's like a voting process and all that stuff but basically every season there's about there were like three shows that we'd watch as a group right yeah with um side watches bringing another three to four shows in. right um so to be that's more anime already than what i've watched in like 2018 or 2017 or something like that right yeah
1: that was the most anime most of the crew had seen in years i think like really since the uh 2014
2: era almost Mm -hmm. um so that like seasonal anime watching club has persisted to this day and so if like for a little bit of context of the season uh, that main series or that main group watch is watching Chainsaw Man. It's watching uh, Uzaki Chan season two. It's watching uh, Spy Family uh, part two, right. Um, there's also a sidewatch that's developed that is watching Akiba Made War, Bochi the Rock, and uh, what's the last one? Love flops? Love flops. Honestly, the side watch is better than the main watch in nearly every way. It's um, hilariously bad. I, I can't believe it. It is so much better, like, in almost every regard. I need to catch up so I can join the sidewatch. The sidewatch is, what is I've been really told. good. The so, sidewatch is really good. Yeah.
0: Um. But this is not... Th- and there's al- the, the side sidewatch watching Gundam.
2: Right. And also, <laughs> like, like Alchemist. Like, like Oh, yeah, Alchemist, too, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of anime watching happening. Like... Way too much of it, <laughs> um, so naturally we decided to do more, and we right. created a club. So uh, Kanal or, or Juki, as, as you might know them, um, I think was inspired by a Prozd uh, Twitter post, where it was like he talked about starting an anime club where basically everyone brings in one anime and you watch as a group, right? Uh, and if you don't get a pick, then like it basically rotates until everyone has like brought in brought in shows, right? Um, and so that anime club is watching five shows to bring the total number of shows that people watching at to somewhere between eight to 13 this season only like a couple five of those are old shows obviously for anime club um but it, it's a lot of anime it, <laughs>
1: it, is, it, it i is. is I'm, I'm
2: amazed that we are we are watching
1: so much i'm i'm enjoying anime club more than the seasonal stuff though like uh, obviously, I fell off on the seasonal a little bit. I, I haven't been coming mm. recently. I want to catch up on the Sidewatch more than the Core Watch. I think you will
2: enjoy the Sidewatch a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, also, um, just for you, like kind of personally, the, the scheduling makes makes it a little bit harder. I think, yeah, yeah. Weekends are harder for me, but right. um
1: yeah, every Tuesday night uh, we get together, um and we like uh, you mentioned. You know, people have brought in some shows. Not everyone got a chance to because our anime club. We had a lot of people sign up. We were surprised.
2: Yeah, it was um, like eight people or something like that.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, eight shows is a lot, so we we settled on five, and uh, we have a couple of them. We're gonna go through, and then when people shows in, like the people who didn't get to choose, will will bring one in. But uh, it, it's we have we we definitely did establish some rules for it initially, like you know, don't bring something people are gonna hate. Don't be that guy. A lot of the rules were aimed at me. Um, yeah, but I, in in my defense, like I brought in a good show. I I I was I wouldn't do that to people. You brought one of the two like highest quality
0: good like unironic good show
1: yeah yeah it was very not a move i would make like it it was anti-meta for me it it
2: was very anti-meta for you and also it it was surprising because like you hadn't watched the show before right yeah yeah i think for a lot of us it was an opportunity to share a show that we liked with an audience that hadn't seen it before but in your case you were like i've been meaning to watch this it's been put on the back burner let me put it so it turns out like everyone else like I
0: think I, it was intentional or two people had actually seen the show and everyone else had seen like a few episodes like yeah this is good yeah i just haven't gotten around to finishing so, uh, it i did so it i had well. a
1: few in my list and like i went around asking like hey have you seen any of these and like i, I chose this one specifically because like it had the least amount of people who had actually seen it yeah. um I, I can never remember if it was brain or kids but one of them had seen it and like told me about it uh many years ago probably brain uh, i wouldn't
2: be surprised if it's both of them actually
1: i, I know it's I know it's only one of them because I keep tagging the wrong one and they keep <laughs> correcting me and I keep forgetting. Uh, right. But uh, I, I want to say I thought it was his and its brain maybe. who's Anyways, one of them seen it and recommended it very highly and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. you know check it out. And I just never did. Um, and it was like, this was the opportunity to like, okay, I'm actually, you know, I know everyone's going to expect me to bring in a really shitty show that everyone's going to hate. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, really turn those tables i'm gonna bring in a high quality show that like was really highly recommended by someone
2: they all respect wow and uh, it's, it, w- what, it's what, a, what, well. what a what a rug pull really i
1: know right and now next year or next whenever i get a chance i think it'll be sometime next year when i get a second show uh that's when the trash is going to come out
2: i'm i'm waiting for or it's uh oh no or suki that's going to be the good stuff anyway to, to kind of run through the shows that we're watching this season for Anime club we have um asura crying is it Planetes or Planetes? Planets. Just planets. planets. Just planets. It, it's spelled like that because it's like based on
0: the way it's spelled in Greek. I think because ah. the, the word comes from Greek. Yeah.
2: Planets. Uh, gamers. The MVP show, to be clear. Uh, naka ni Um, Uh, my sister is among them. Or Sashi Emoto. <laughs> <laughs> and Fulu, Which is the one that I brought in. Yep. Um, gamers has been a really surprising hit I yeah feel that I one's had. been exceptional
1: that yeah. one's truly been exceptional i, I, uh, I feel
2: like you know we, we can talk about each show later on i feel like in a, in a separate podcast this is already kind of getting a little yeah. bit long but um just to highlight i think gamers has been the the, the, the stand i want
1: to talk yeah like you said let's talk about the individual shows later but i think to highlight like just a little bit about the dynamic i think we discovered that not all good shows work well in anime club. Uh, and you go for like some of the more funny ones where people are are a little more involved or pulled in and like laughing about it in voice chat. And that makes for a better experience. So like some of these ones that are funny and enjoy a little watch alone when you put in a group are just amplified. And some of the ones that like are really good, but we put in a group and it kind of like, everyone's kind of invested in the show a little more than the group. Like they're still good, but they don't stand out as much to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, like, yeah, definitely going for like some of the more easy watching comedy ones uh, for my next go around will be kind of what I try to uh, gravitate towards.
2: Yeah, I think like Asura Crying suffers a little bit from this because, well, Asura Crying just has like a whole bunch of stuff going on. I need a it, wiki right? when I watch <laughs> that show, I swear. <laughs> you need them, like, yeah. build up your own knowledge map. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Chehiaful is, is a fantastic show, right? But the experience of watching it is like, I think relies on you engaging with the show a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't right, feel yeah. like we, like we always get quiet when it comes on because yeah. we're all
2: watching it. But, but it's also the it's last good, one. But so it's
1: like, the last one. We're tired. Yeah. That's true. But like, I do feel like it's a good show. But maybe it's not as like it. it, it it's not bad in any way. But it's yeah. not as yeah. much of a standout. I, hit I feel in like Planets is
0: right on the edge of that line. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like, like I think Gamers and Nakaimo are like examples of like if you take a show that is like. Not really serious about anything. It's like giving a, a focus on comedy instead. Like if it does well and resonates with the group, it's a fantastic experience. Yeah. Right? Um, I think this isn't like the anime club that we're doing for like rewatching stuff, but I think this season Chainsaw Man is another example of a show that's like objectively, yeah, it's a, it's a fine show. It's, you know, production value is really, really high. Um, you can tell the animators are really doing it. There's a lot of money put into it. But is it a good group watching anime? I'd say probably not. Because yeah. like there's a, there's a lot going on, um, and it's it's just a very visually demanding of you. Just like like you I don't wanna interrupt it, right? Yeah, it feels like yeah. you're watching a movie. But then than you're watching like a sitcom or something. Wars
1: was good enough where like you you two went above and beyond and like literally downloaded it and like edited it to surprise me uh about what the show was about, which was wild. Like Yeah.
0: That was yeah. that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think I think one thing that Is also bringing Chainsaw Man down potentially. Is um, I I get the impression a bunch of people in the group have like read the manga and know what's coming. I haven't read it,
2: at least it felt like at least half the group has. I I think Sean might have, and I think Kanama. Okay. i've read the manga it's uh for chainsaw man yeah it's it's
1: good I, I read it over a winter break during the pandemic um, but like ha- having a day.
2: having that mix of people who know what's coming and those who don't like it's hard to talk right. about things right right, right. yeah same thing honestly for like spy family too right yeah like, there, there's a group of people that have watched spy family and there's a group of people that that uh that haven't or not watched have read the, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah uh, yeah I, I'm I am very excited for the uh, Oshinoko anime adaptation. Oh, we should, me too. Uh,
1: me too. When we talk about the individual shows, we should also like read off the exact rules we settled on. Oh uh, yeah. For anime yeah, clubs. Yeah. I think that would be kind of interesting to like kind of talk about the different rules we set up and like why they exist and which ones we've used and which ones we haven't. Because like we have the right of veto and we've never even once talked about it. I which was kind of cool.
0: So sure, by the way, that your pick would have been like. Some obscure Golden Sun anime or something.
1: Oh, I would have loved that. No, I don't Does know. Does Golden ha- that a Sun have an anime? No, it, I'm pretty it sure. It has doesn't. to have some, like, no. I don't think so, no. I'm pretty sure it's just what it is. It's got the three games, and that's it. There's some references, maybe, or, like, some, some maybe not references, but, like, some parallels in the Mario Golf game in the Game Boy Advance because it came a lot yeah. and, like, right, same right. crew. But, um, so no, I wish. True. I wish it did. I would love more Golden Sun content. Uh, Nintendo sequel when? But, um, <laughs> No. You know, there's always next E3. Uh, I mean, I was hoping that all these new Nintendo directs would announce them, or at least give me like a Switch remake, but nothing yet.
0: Is uh, it Golf Stories at
2: least is getting a sequel?
0: Yeah, which is in the same style as those. That's a true. Games. That's true.
2: There's um, I feel like a couple months ago Nintendo was really like into advertising Data Live. Yeah. I don't know yeah. That one. No, not Data Life. Live a Live a life. There it is. Live yeah. yeah. a da- Data, Data Life. Data Life is a uh, a <laughs> bad hair of anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching that tonight. There you go. Um. Yeah. There were there there was a uh an HD remake remake. Um. Or like you know, the Octopath Traveler like kind yeah of visual yeah. style. It uses that same like HD. Oh yeah, yeah. V- I do know this one. Yeah For yeah. It was a remake of an NES game. I think it's NES. It might be an SNES game. I feel like um, SNES. Yeah. yeah um called rpg called live alive and i feel like it it's it's a cult following kind of kind of game yeah kind of like chrono trigger ass maybe a little less um but they poured so much money into the advertising budget for it and like the marketing budget for it and like for a game that has a cult following and for all intents and purposes or like from everything i can see about the game is a perfectly fine game but like wasn't too much of a standout at the time like it felt really weird to see it getting a lot of marketing love from nintendo directly
1: i wonder if yeah. there was like a
2: agreement or something
1: where they had to do it in order to get something else that they wanted maybe <laughs> but that's interesting i, d- I didn't see I, d- I don't really follow anything where that marketing would appear so i don't i'm not exposed to it as
0: much yeah the uh i don't youtube or anything that, that feels like the sort of thing that normally you wouldn't advertise because it has the cult following that's going to tell right. people about it and as long as they know that it's coming out, they're gonna get people excited on their own.
2: Yeah, and, and like the reviews for it, and like especially for fans that have been part of the series and like or enjoyed the original game, they're like, yeah, this is, game is this game is fantastic, right? And like it it
0: it it, it it's, it's like the source material for a lot of trends in right. modern RPGs. But
2: yeah, but the marketing was like uh like kind of tuning or leaning into it so much right? That was kind of like overbearing. Is like, are you overselling this game, really? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, kind of. They
2: are. Yeah. Um, better marketing than whatever Mario Strikers got. <laughs> I saw a lot of marketing for that one, actually. The game was, I, it's, it just seems like a very boring. I, I wanted
1: to buy that and play it, but um, I, I downloaded the demo, and there was just like a little too much going on, and I knew Splatoon was on its way out, and I was like, you know, do I really want to download this and like just learn and get good at it just to like put it aside for splatoon 3 which i know i'm gonna get suck in sucked into and right. uh i ended up just just waiting yeah but I, I mean as a soccer fan i really wanted to play it and download it but i there just i seemed too much going on
2: it's hard to be mario strikers charged that game is that game yeah. is amazing yeah even the og mario strikers for gamecube was was really really good
1: it was interesting to see the omega strike what's the omega one that came out the new so there's a mobile game not the mobile game, the one on PC that's kind of like uh, League of Legends meets Mario Strikers. No, I,
2: I think that is Omega Strikers. Um, I thought it had a mobile
1: release. It might have a mobile release. I know it's on PC. That's I downloaded Steam.
2: it on PC actually because I wanted to try it out. I haven't played it yet. I haven't
1: played it either. Yeah,
2: should we play it? Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. We'll come back and give a game review. Give game, game review of Omega Strikers. I've yeah. heard it. I've I've heard it's the gameplay loop is fine. I heard it's not great, but I also heard it's like yeah, but it's also
1: pretty early in release or like early access or something right yep. i think yeah
2: yeah huh.
0: who needs
1: rocket league yeah exactly it looks like a 2d rocket league which means i won't suck at it
2: maybe yeah it's like 2d rocket league with like league of legends characters yeah yeah yeah
0: rocket league has a 2d thing <laughs> there,
2: Wait, it's the mobile app right the mobile yeah i
1: did not know that that sounds actually kind of cool i kind of want to try that now but I, heard- I can never figure out how to do the aerials in rocket league i, I just miss the ball all the time my oh, friends said never I, seen I, I me can, i
0: don't know how to do them i just do them sometimes yeah. and usually with my
1: uh, yeah my friend told me he's never seen
2: me so poor at a video game before and he he just loves it
0: omega striker is coming soon to mobile and consoles oh okay mm. i think that's what I, That'll be fun. I i think
2: i saw a steam like announcement for it saying hey we're prepping things for the mix to or the move to be multi-platform or something like that yeah uh, but it's probably just pc now or something the um no rocket league has been a lot of fun we've been playing it uh, evan you and i
0: yeah I'm, I'm waiting for the uh last uh group of challenges yeah. come out for this like season. november 18th or whatever is i, I think draw. 16th so i don't don't know.
2: Yeah. um yeah it's it's uh i don't know it, it the, i feel like i'm very off and on with rocket league like i'll go oh through yeah. phases with it it's like some phases like yeah just give me all the rocket league content i want to drive this car when i score the goals and other times like yeah who cares it's you're just driving around right um but some th- those dopamine hits when you score the goals is like really good yeah definitely I, yeah, I, kind of
1: the same reason I stopped playing other games, but um, I, I do feel like Rocket League as a PvP game is a lot more fun than, like, League of Legends or Overwatch was for me. It, like, it took yeah. less time for matches, which I liked, Um, but I had to step away from, like, League and, and Overwatch and games like that. Valorant was one, CSGO. Um, I wanted to mix it up, so I tried to focus more on single-player games, but, like, Rocket League is one, of the, and Splatoon or one of the few games that i'll still play that are like pvp competitive where like you're you're fighting for ranking more than progression um but i ended up i I just wanted to play more games and it felt like i was taking up too much time so i kind of stepped away but yeah i I definitely still play rocket league from time to time
2: i think i think you and you and my mind tastes in uh in like those kinds of pvp games are very similar like i was never able to get into like the the fps kind of games or like the, the the league of legends or the the moba moba battlers as they were but something about like the more sports kinds especially the lightweight sports kinds are is is what 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 really clicked and resonated with me yeah definitely yeah same here i like i got into
0: some fpss but never like competitively you know it's like i i i love like playing a dropping into a lobby in like red orchestra 2 or whatever and just spending hours to advance the front lines or do whatever but you know it's it's not about I, doing the league of legends or the the overwatch or the, that kind of grind it just never appealed to me and rocket league is yeah. the only one that i've mm-hmm. managed to but stick with
1: the battlefield games uh were ones that i always like to play with my friends and and that was kind of like the earth's progression like unlocking stuff more than so and, and, and like the fields were big enough where like it never felt super repetitive um like it, the, the gameplay loop wasn't like i don't want to say it wasn't tight but like the variance was a little higher in those type of matches so like we used to get squads together and go play those for hours and that was a blast but uh the latest one unfortunately
2: i remember i i uh i downloaded apex legends um and and played that because i had a couple friends that that wanted to play uh and i'd be streaming it sometimes right uh and then (laughs) i got a couple of friends would there was one friend that commented that say you aim like someone who hasn't played an fps before (laughs) ouch and I was like, you are entirely right. I have not. I mean, I played like TF2, but like that was like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. And, and TF2 is so TFC much TFC's simpler. different. Yeah. yeah like yeah. That, that game compared to like, yeah, yeah. Like a COD or. Yeah. Or, or, like yeah. The, the,
1: the shooting mechanics are just different. I'm so bad at Apex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tried Apex for a while and I was just like, you know, same reason I kind of stopped uh, PUBG is it like, it's just it was a lot of time to have one firefight that I would come out in the losing end of. And I just, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, I I like the collaborative, um, shooters where I get to respawn with my team immediately a little more. Um, so, so again, like the battlefield games where it's like, Oh, we're pushing this point. I got hit by something, but I can respawn really close and run back to my friend. I don't have to wait in the lobby for them to die and then, uh, kind of cycle back.
2: Yeah. The, um, I think I think uh, the Battle Royale genre in general the, or, like, the mechanics of the Battle Royale where it's, like, there's some forcing function that requires people to either, like, gang to combat or, like, fight or, like, do actions to survive because there's, like, a, like, it's a PvP game but with PvE elements that infer the PvP, right? Because you have, like, the, the radius and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's I enjoyed that like I, I think the like game design of a battle royale is a lot of fun.
1: H- have you yeah. ever seen the Soviet Womble um YouTube video about like the yeah, battle royale that's stuff? That's
2: a really good one. It's game. so good.
1: Know. It's exactly. so good. Highly recommend it. Um it, it, it goes
0: you, through it focuses mainly on daisy, right? Yeah, it talks about the
1: roots of like the genre and where they came from and like all these different games that kind of evolved from it and yeah. uh, the different like ways that they iterated on it and like the little adjustments they made and why these games either succeeded or failed based on those adjustments and it's fascinating it's like someone who knows the scene uh you know very very well um and and the way he did it was phenomenal and uh, I, w- I was really glad to see it yeah i learned so much from
2: it did shout you? out shout outs to education youtube I feel yeah like. that's yeah. the
1: only thing i really use youtube for now i, I um, unfortunately use youtube for a lot more than that yeah
2: um Shoutouts to the uh, Japanese content creators that come out with content. Nice. There's a um, th- fun fact. I th- I think the biggest poker vlog, is Japanese. Really, like the biggest poker vlogger is Japanese. I now. I could see that. So his yeah. name is a uh, Masato Yokosawa, um, and he basically uh, I, I don't know. He like he he's doing his vlog, because a he's a good poker player, right? Like he's He's played at high stakes, like 100, 200 tables or something like that. And he's won like, you know, 60K in one session or something like that. Like he, he knows his game, right? Um, but he's doing it as like content creation as well, too, right? So he's like joining tournaments because not necessarily because they're plus EV, but because it makes for good content. Um, he'll also do things like, um, you know, it's also like a travel vlog, too, right? Since he travels around the world to go to like various tournaments and play various cash games. Uh, and so he'll he'll like vlog about his travels and stuff, too. Um, and just something about like the content plus like the Japanese YouTube editing style, where it's like you know, there's a lot of subtitles, there's a lot of visual effects, there's a lot of like um, sound effects and stuff, um, makes for a, a fun vlog watching experience. And so I think I he's so at yeah. like six hundred K subs or something, wow. like that or, or something like that. Um, that'll be us one day with this podcast. That'll be us goals. Hashtag goals. Traveling the world for uh, for yeah. for recording these podcasts. Yeah, someday we'll be at Wembley. Yeah. This podcast will probably go international pretty soon. So. Oh, that's true. Oh, I gotta figure out if I can go to that or not. Yeah, I think I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, do it do would do. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Well, are we ever gonna do video with this? You think? Maybe at some point. I think for now it'll just be audio only. But yeah. I think uh, audio only is a lot easier for us to like do mobile too. Yeah, it is yeah. a
1: lot less to figure out. Yeah. Um. And and stage, I guess. Like, we don't have to stage it really.
2: We kind of yeah. do, but not really. And also like i don't know i i this is just me being conceited because it's my home that we're recording this in but like i really like this setup i think if we wanted to do something visual we'd have to do something with the back there that probably doesn't work with the rest of the house
1: right right now we're uh seated we have like a kind of an l-shaped couch and two chairs on on the other side of the l and uh we got yeah people there one person in the middle so kind of all looking at each other with the tv in the center the ottoman in the center with all the wires going into it um very it's, casual. It's I took scuff. pictures earlier. Yeah. So um I the,
2: the thing is that like this is a little bit about a podcast meta, right? But like uh I I really don't like the podcast where it's just like people like sitting around a table and talking. Like to me, I think those podcasts are great if they're if there's like an actual topic or like they wanna be like informative. Or, or like you know, it's you're learning something through it, right? But for I think the vibe of this podcast, which is a lot more casual, like you know, sh- as you as you refer to a shitposting, right? Yeah. Um, like I think doing it in a more casual environment, like like a couch environment or like you know, comfy chairs and, and just sitting around shooting the shit, as it were, I think is works out better. A very casual shitpost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a very well thought out shitpost. Absolutely. A serious
1: shitpost. Yeah. I mean, we're actually producing a podcast. It's a shitpost, but we're doing it. I
2: think that this entire setup is like twelve hundred dollars or something like that. Nice, worth it. Actually, no, including the mobile version, it'll be like fifteen. Wow,
1: wow! But it's worth it for Anime Club, and this yeah. is just you know added change. And if we get a sponsor, maybe we'll make it back.
2: Yeah, I doubt we will. If we have a sponsor, <laughs> we're gonna upgrade, update these microphones. Yeah, is that the, the first thing?
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um Bring your own mic, or I—I I don't know. I—I want to get like uh, some. I don't think we necessarily need to go like SM7Bs, but like uh there's a uh there's a different shirt microphone that I want to try out. Gotcha. To be fair, I think these are, are gonna sound perfectly fine. I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. but
1: I mean half the fun is being a gearhead about it and trying stuff out. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean that's to be fair. We're all I think, engineers, I think, so like we're having a
2: blast just like going through and tinkering. Yeah. I, I will say this this entire experience both of like setting up audio for anime club, but also like doing this podcasting stuff. Is far and away the most I've ever cared about, like audio and audio gear. Like, yeah, ever. yeah. And I, I can see why people get into it a lot. I still would not call myself an audiophile because I cannot tell the difference when it comes to like you know studio recordings and like music and all that stuff. So you
0: can tell the
1: difference between bad and like good, but maybe not good and great is what I yeah, describe yeah, yeah. myself as. Yeah, um,
0: but that's a tinnitus. At some point, let, let's get into uh, just really into the weeds and just make our own DIY sp- like speakers. Oh. Cause that <laughs> that is really getting there. <laughs> yeah, that would be deep in the rabbit hole.
2: That would be pretty deep. No, but I mean, like, I, c- I can hear the difference between like an SM forty five or like a PGA forty five or f- not forty five PGA forty eight. That was the microphones we were using last week for gotcha. kind of testing the audio. These were recording with the SM fifty eights, which are like kind of industry standard dynamic microphones. Okay. Um, I don't have any like uh, cardioid microphones. I think that might be fun to mess out with or mess up mess up with mess around i with. mean i'd be messing up with them
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um there's one i wanted to try too. eventually like when my i have a, a mic i don't know the name off the top of my head but I, like i have uh, a bookmark for the next microphone i'm gonna buy after my current one dies i have a blue yeti uh for like work uh the, purposes the, the good old blue yeti yeah. yeah yeah i got it uh due to a price error on amazon like many years ago and finally had a reason to use it uh nice. when i started working remotely but um when that dies eventually like yeah, no. My next mic will be in. You know, it'd be fun to bring that for uh, podcast days. So. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I have a uh, I have an SM7B upstairs for my uh, like just personal use and stuff. Nice. Um, and that sounds fine. It's just uh, it's overkill for what it is, and also like, um, I I, I think. You want some consistency when it comes to like the this audio setup, right? I think it'd be really weird if one of us had like a Blue Yeti and another one had a, like a like a yeah. some uh, yeah. 58 and another had like the SM7B. That's know, true. That's
0: we true. walk in with a rock band microphone.
2: Oh. <laughs> that would be next level. That we should do an episode where we all use rock band microphones. Just just like uh, to mess around with the audio settings for each Very episode. serious shit post. I that would be a very serious shit post. Though I, no, I think it's a great tagline. <laughs> <various> <laughs> the Motley Baka a very serious I'm, shit I'm serious about it. The thing it. is, can we use the word shitpost in our taglines? I would be shocked if well, we well. Uh,
0: we could, but we just use asterisks. Probably shouldn't. Yeah.
1: Well, let me let me see. I'll, I'll I'll do a quick look in the podcast app. <laughs>
2: search for Well,
0: it's kind of like if you search for it, you'll find it, but is also, it going to get this means is it going to get featured?
2: This, this also means yeah. that technically our podcast is now TVMA or whatever the audio equivalent of TVMA is right. By the fact that we've already swore like six times or something.
0: Well, we could bleep that.
2: Yeah, but okay, okay. There's yeah. podcasts called uh, "Shady Shit," uh,
1: "Dope Shit," "My Therapist," something. Uh, listen to this while you shit. Uh, shit you don't learn in college. Yeah, there's plenty of. It.
0: Well, like here's the question: you, Oh, hot you girl, ju- shit. you just you just search for a curse, right? Yeah. And so of course it's gonna pull up curse, but if y- if you search for fan dubbing, is it gonna hide the one that has curse words in it? Let me hit browse, title? and I'll. I'll let you know if I find anything here. You know,
2: Pro- well, probably not, right?
0: Because that, that that I'm not as I don't know enough about SEO stuff.
2: I feel I feel like the safe play, especially for a lot of podcast indexes, is don't show anything that wouldn't be family friendly unless the user has explicitly opted. Then why it is it. Ben Shapiro featured? Because he's he's family friendly. <sighs> I would be friends with his family. I'd want to hear the stories they bring to the table. Exactly. And Ima- imagine all the stories. Imagine Ben Shapiro' childhood stories. Oh man! Like hypothetically, for a second. I have if to I watch were... what I say so <laughs> carefully right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My tongue is just bleeding as I bite down on it. Um. Yeah, we'll have to do some. We'll have to do some research. We'll have do to do some, some market research. research. Yeah. Maybe it just becomes the uh the fansubbing.com tagline and then we take musings from industry thought leaders and make that our fansubbing tagline.
2: The thing is I think that ruins our SEO for fansubbing.com.
1: You think? It might. Yeah. Can we yeah. do can we have two taglines.
2: I don't think SEO indexes like that or like SEO what,
0: what if is? we put the shitpost take seriously like in like an image as text, not as actual text? I think OCR is far enough. Ah. Uh,
1: but are they smart enough to use OCR?
2: It's we know how poorly OCR, FOT,
0: Comet Standard B, though.
2: <laughs> I I think we play it safe. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. like may, maybe the OG podcast listeners will know what the real tagline is. What here. a
1: killjoy, bringing
2: me down. I'm sorry. It's such a good tagline. This is uh, I, I I agree. It's a good tagline. It's just not family friendly. And if there's one thing that fansubbing.com is, it's family-friendly. Oh, Lord. Shitpost for the entire family. <laughs> it's true. There's a good one. Yeah, but the problem is the word I know, shitpost. I know, I know, I know.
1: I don't mean good one to use. Just Memes uh, for the A good the one in general. Family. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we wrap it up here? I, we, I think so. We're, we're, at like, we at? Yeah.
2: we're at an hour and thirty-seven.
1: Okay, that's pretty good for a first episode where we didn't know yeah. if we'd last past 15 minutes.
2: That's true, and, and it's not past four hours, so we don't need to consult a doctor or anything. So. Yeah, plus yeah. I need to go eat lunch. That's true. We should we should get some food. Yeah, maybe next well. episode we'll start with a food report of like whatever we happen, or maybe there's a bonus episode that we record that's just like. Food yeah. No, I don't want to talk good. about. It. I just want to hear them. You just want the food. No, review? I, I don't want to no, record chewing. Me chewing.
1: Me chewing. Oh, I, thank you. I, I
2: do not think. I, <laughs> I, record that on your own time. <laughs> I do not think that's Patreon content. ASMR content is fit for the Motley bacca. Patreon. Money talks, I suppose. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We don't know what we're doing. Hopefully, we'll figure it out eventually. But, uh, uh, thank
0: you to uh, T. Pazelite, and Nana Hira for the outro
2: music. That's No, we can't <laughs> do that. We're going to get copyright struck. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're just going to slowly fade out right now. That's all it is. Okay. It's
1: we're not going to just out. Thanos snap?
2: You want to Thanos slap? No, I don't. All right. Catch you later. Thanks so much for watching. Okay. See, you. Watching? Listening. Listening. Same hearing. hearing. Whatever. See you next week weekly, okay. <laughs>